Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap for this week's Farmers Insurance Open. A cut has been made. Everybody is headed back to the South Course, and Kyle Porter is here to help me break it all down. KP, hello. Back-to-back days. How about it? What a week. We're getting into a groove. That's great. I love it. I love talking golf with with you, uh, as always. Kind of a <clears throat> kind of a weird leaderboard. You know, I, I think of I think of Tori in my head as being a great tournament and you know historically it has been this is not a leaderboard that you would associate with a great tournament at the halfway point yeah not yet but it is it's a universal it's a worldwide leaderboard all with inside the top 10 i see germany denmark belgium france england argentina korea canada united states i think i got them all yeah i mean top Top four are all non-American and all from different countries. Yeah, that's right. We'll which get is, to those guys in, in just cool. a second. But the so so we did the flip today, right? Guys from the north yesterday went to the south, south to the north. Uh yesterday was about a two and a half stroke distance uh difference. Today was about a three-stroke difference. So if you were going to the south course, you were trying to hold on. If you made up anything under par, you were making up great ground on the field. Uh, but now we're level. Everybody's played around at both of these and it's the South from here on out. Yeah. And I think you, you know, it was, to me, it was, it was all about Hoygaard today um, in terms of what was he going to do on the North? And I thought he did basically what he needed to do to, he, he's the guy that really stands out to me at the top of this leaderboard. Rick is like, I haven't looked. I don't know if he's the favorite, but I think he should be um, just because he's a, he's he's special. Like the other guys are obviously very good players, but I think I think Hoygaard has a chance to be like like top 10, top five in the world type player. And uh, I thought he did what he needed to do on on Thursday in the second round. Uh, well, let's just dive right into it then. 67 in round one, 66 in round two. He played the North course today and he did what he had to do. To Kyle's point, it was a bogey free six under 66, four straight on four, five, six, and seven. Two more on the back, but he did not even make birdie on either of the par fives on the back. You could argue that he left a couple of out there, but at the halfway point, KP, this is certainly plenty. Yeah, he actually said that after his round. Uh, I, I was reading his transcript. He said it could have been lower. I, I didn't. I think he made three pars. <coughs> excuse me, on the par fives. Um, yeah, he he parred nine also, uh, which is you know somebody like him normally would would take advantage of those. But he's playing great, and you know I, one thing that's interesting. I, I maybe we talked about this yesterday. I can't remember, but he was coming from Dubai. Didn't see the course because they started so early and just that's a brutal jet lag trip um, to, to only have basically two days or whatever it was to get to kind of adjust to the, to the West coast. So I don't, 
know if 23 year olds have an issue with jet lag the way that you and i do but it's it's something to keep an eye on i think as as the uh as the week wears on yeah i'd be taking naps in between shots if i was uh yes. right now he is one shot off the lead he's in at 11 under par so that tells you the lead is at 12 under we'll talk about that guy in just a second thomas dietrich is in at 10 under par so he's two shots off the lead he's in a tie for third he went 66 68 he played the south course today so the more difficult side and posted a four under round so that is gaining a lot of strokes to the field and he now puts himself in a position to be in the mix over the final two days yeah i mean it was for the south course it was impressive somebody shot uh oh i think uh Matthew Pavon shot seven under on the South 65 best round of the week so far on the South. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. But Dietrich is right there. I mean, to, to do this, you know, I, I think with the South course, you just have, it, it would, it would be unexpected for somebody to kind of pop up after playing. Okay. On the North course. And then to pop up like this is, is uh, it's kind of just a bonus. So I don't know. I mean, to me, his ceiling is not, Career-wise, is obviously not as high as a, as a Hoy guard. He he would I would group more with the with the uh, the other two guys in the top four of this board as like good, but not necessarily a like a potential superstar. So uh, we'll see. Uh, he's obviously playing very well so far. Tony Finau lurking right there in a tie for fifth, probably one of the bigger names to be just outside that lead after 36 holes. 69-66 for him. That's 66 today on the north course. Just one blemish. It was on the 13th hole. That was his fourth hole of the day. But I thought Tony was kind of starting to put things together in recent weeks. He's generally played well here in the past, and now he's going to get another run at this thing. I, I think – one thing that's interesting, Rick, I, I was actually looking at this the other day. Um, I think it was in my research for this tournament. His distance has really fallen off over the last, what, two years, three years, something like that, mm -hmm. which I, I'm speaking statistically because you, you watch him and you don't really think there's a ton different, but you look at the numbers and and he's a he's still an above average uh, driver in terms of distance but it's not it's not the rory dj um you know i don't, I don't know who else you rom type type numbers that you would i think that i thought i was going to see or that you would traditionally see from a female and he actually spoke a little bit to this after his round because so far this year his numbers have been back up have you have you have you noticed this? Have you have you? I, I haven't noticed it this year, but I noticed it uh, either last year or the year before, where he used to be routinely inside the top, call it ten or fifteen in driving distance, and then he was started to be like fiftieth, sixtieth, something like that, which is not. It's not a huge drop off, but it's pretty noticeable when, like, when you're a top ten player in any category, it's like an elite, elite. Uh, statistic for you. So I, I noticed it a couple years ago. I have not looked at it here for this year yet. So he's been back up and and he's he's like top 15 or something this week. Yeah. He said, but he was asked about this, not this specific question, but he was just asked about distance after his round. He said, I don't need to swing hard. I know I have a lot in the tank, but with the mechanics I have and the body that I have, there's no reason why I shouldn't be in the low to mid 80s on my stock driver. He means like 180 ball speed. We're to that now, which is a nice feeling where I don't feel like I have to get on it to get to that speed. And it uh, it's paid off. 
and a, and on a golf course like this, I'm able to kind of let it go on some of these holes. So I thought that was interesting because I don't know. I would be interesting to a- ask him more about that. Like, did you sort of dial it back and try to raise that baseline, knowing that you're that maybe your play would suffer a, at least just a little bit um, in the interim, or was it a trying to preserve your body type thing? I, I just I thought that was interesting, and I think. You know, to me, it says we could be in for a little bit of a Finau rebound year. I, I don't know what the C, I don't know like what the top of that could look like, but he, he's played very well so far this year. And, and I think he, again, I don't know who the favorite is, but I, I would put him in the top three based on the halfway point. For perspective, uh, so far this year, tour average ball speed is 172, 172 miles an hour. Tony Finau sitting at 181. That's that low 80s that he's referencing there. And it's currently ninth uh, on tour this year. It's an early, it's a young year, but it's very early. What's your ball speed, Rick? Um, I would tell you that I sit at about uh, 150. Okay. I the The fastest one I've ever recorded is 160. Okay. Um, and I, it was, you know, I went, I, I tried my best. To yeah. It, it, it makes you it, like when you go after a, a drive, you're like, I don't, I, I don't understand how these guys hit 200. Yeah. What about, so, so my, I've actually dialed back how fast I swing. So I would like to kind of sit like 100 to 105 swing speed somewhere near like a 148 smash gets me to like 145, 150 miles an hour. Uh, say the what was the first part of that one my clubs my club head speed is like 100 to 105 one of, okay and, and then, then one 148 smash is gets me to like one it's anywhere between like 145 and 150 ball speed which is like plenty right for what we're doing i i, I mean my if I, I i need to keep it in play i don't care yeah. if, it, if it was 130 do you know i mean you I, I imagine when you get one you freaking smoke it yeah, so I probably I don't know what I'm like sit at. I think it's like 160 between 160 and 165, I would say. Okay. And then if I get if I go after one, I I've gotten it up to like high 170s before. Yeah, I can see that. Can which see is cool. is uh you catch one there and you're like, "Oh, that's that's a little different." But the crazy part about that and and part of the reason I bring it up is cuz like that's what these guys like live at right and you're like that's i mean i'm like empty in the tank and female's like just kind of hanging out there when i hit 160 i was like okay where are the local uh long drive qualifiers at because <laughs> i'm in baby and then you i watched this bryson video the other day and he's like hitting 206 with range balls yeah and and it's and he's he's covered he's carrying range balls 375 like if he if he hits the right launch angle and you're like, I don't I don't I don't understand how your body does that. He's working with um he's working with crank now, the long drive drivers. I think they're much more willing to do some stuff that maybe um Cobra was not or was it Cobra was he was playing before? <laughs> yeah. Oh, was the driver sucks. Yeah, that didn't that didn't particularly <laughs> Okay, um, real quick, because he's just always here, Xander Shoffley. So he goes 69-68. He's in at 7-under. He's going to be five shots off the lead. He is currently in a tie for 10th. I 
just feel like when we do the recap tomorrow, he's going to be in a tie for 10th. And when we do the recap on Sunday, he's going to be in a tie for 10th. And we're going to say, wow, this is a million in a row. Congratulations. Cash a check. Uh, I don't know. Just like, I don't know, like lead at the halfway point, you know? How many? How I, I actually I don't know the answer. That you you might know the answer. I wonder how many times in his career he's led at the halfway point. I I could pull up after the. I can get it here quickly. Go ahead, finish okay. finish that thought and and give me like thirty seconds. Well, I just I just it just it it, it a little bit annoys me that he's always just kind of like there. And I and I get it. I'm. I'm a little bit speaking out of both sides of my mouth because I've I've been a big proponent of hey you just need to hang around you'll run into some wins but man like just go like take hold of the tournament if you're really the guy that everybody purports you to be and and like you're like are you the guy or not you know and and I don't know it just he just is it feels like it's kind of soft I, I i don't know that that's not, i'm not even making sense but do, do you get what i'm saying i do do you want to guess so these are 36 hole leads or co-leads in his pga tour career how many uh i don't think it's that many he's probably played how many events 200 or something i would say like se seven six okay and one of them is the Zurich Classic with Patrick Cantlay, which I don't <laughs> there think we go. Counts. I was gonna say I was I was actually gonna say five, which technically would have been correct, I guess. Travelers in 2022, he went on to win. Zurich yeah, Classic with Patrick Cantlay in 2022, they went on to win. Uh, 2021 Phoenix Open and 2020 CJ Cup, as well as 2020 Tournament of Champions, he finished second in all of those. And then the 2018 BMW, he finished third. So he's converted two of six, one of five as a single. Yeah, one of five is whatever. Like that, that's it, it. Those are hard to do. And I'm not, I'm not being critical of that. I'm more being critical of like get in that position more often. You know, do you have third round leads? Do you, can you pull that up? Yeah. So Zander I bet that's pretty low too. Xander Shoffley lead or co-lead after 54. So you know, well, okay. So you know he had six 36 hole leads. Yeah. He has six 54. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. And and that's I don't know. That's kind of my sorry. So it was seven. Sorry. I missed okay. Which is, uh, yeah, that's okay, I guess. I mean, I, I'd be interested to compare it to kind of his contemporary. Can you pull up like uh, Justin Thomas or, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, Morikawa even? Morikawa's played so many fewer events. You than... want Morikawa or you want Thomas? Uh, do Morikawa. So you want 54 or 36? Do 54, because I think that's more of like, you know, it's 36 is, is, is hard to defend. If you're leading after 54, you can kind of control the tournament with what you do on Sunday. I think you'd be surprised by this. Okay. Four. Okay. And one win. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of weird. What's JT? Yeah. Now JT's JT is more in the range of JT's probably played more events than Xander, but not a ton more. Okay. Uh, 
here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. So and he's one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them. That that's that's who he is, right? And and to me, this is kind of who Xander is. I didn't mean to make this like a whole Xander thing, but it it, it just is like you hear guys talk about him. I've heard so many Phil and, and Max and all these guys, they talk about him like, oh, you guys don't understand this guy. And I'm like, I I don't know. Like how many, it's been seven years. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, Patrick calls him wet socks, but. <laughs> Which is weird and funny. Uh, we will continue this conversation. We will get to the guy at the top and we will get to some guys who will not be around for the weekends. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. We're back. KP, it's Pavon, it's Hoygaard, it's Dietrich, it's Finau, it's everybody else chasing down. Steven Yeager at 12 <laughs> under par. He's he was in the mix uh for the entirety of round one, the entirety of round two, but he goes off and birdies his second to last hole of the day, makes Eagle on his final hole of the day, so plays his last two at three under, leapfrogs everybody, and posts 12 when it was looking like he was going to be part of that chase pack. Yeah, I mean, to do this on the south is is crazy. Wait, who? Oh, this is sorry. This is Jaeger. I thought we were talking about Pavon. Um, yeah, I mean, to, well, to do this on the north is crazy, right? Eight under. I mean, that that was the part that I didn't really see coming. Is I thought that Hoygaard had a chance to go out and kind of take hold of the tournament by shooting what he did, and I didn't see him getting lapped by somebody shooting uh, sixty four with a bogey, which is crazy. That's really impressive. He has made, uh, I believe, this is now twenty straight cuts. Um, and he has been piling up top 30 finishes. Greg and I often on Monday kind of question what his ceiling is because he doesn't yeah. have a lot, if any, top five finishes on the PGA Tour. So maybe we will get a glimpse into said ceiling this weekend or maybe not. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... The win equity for me is just not there with him, right? Good player, but just kind of a... I think uh, the the shotgun start boys call him a quadruple A player, right? Where it's like he's he's way too good. He wins on the on the corn ferry. He's way too good for the corn ferry, but he's not quite good enough for the for the majors. I mean, to, in terms of winning. Uh, yeah, we will quickly here get to Matthew Pavon because he does have the round of the week on the South Course. It was birdies on five, seven, eight, ten. That's a good run. And then 13, 14, 15, 18. He did sprinkle in one bogey on 12. That is just one of the hardest holes on the PGA Tour. So it's not even really that big of a deal. And now Pavon is tied for third, up 31 spots on the leaderboard and two shots off the pace. Yeah, this is this was the round that I was thinking of. He shot 65 with a bogey on the south course. That's crazy. Like, that's, that's insane. Uh, he popped up. 
uh where was it he won didn't he in the fall on the european tour um yes he won i can pull it up for you but i want to say it was like it wasn't the french open because that would have been a bigger deal if he if he won that uh i'll find out for, for sure uh but yeah he's, he's playing very good golf i just i, I don't know i think I, looking at all these guys you're like i don't know there, there's nobody that jumps out where you're like this guy's going to emerge over the next two days and really you know go out and grab this golf tournament other than a hoy guard i could see a female uh i i don't know i i just don't know like the other three guys at the top i don't know what they do for me in terms of being excited about them a four-shot victory at the Open de España in October was the win that we were looking for. Okay, so those are the guys that are going to be in the mix this weekend. Guys that will not be in the mix this weekend. Let's start with Colin Morikawa because this was pretty ugly. 67 on the north course yesterday, very much in the mix. 75 on the south course today. South course is, south course is hard, not that hard. A double on seven. A double on 17, bogeys on 1, 10, 11, seemed very much out of whack. Um, just not good. No, and I didn't – I don't think I saw this coming. Uh, he was great here last year. He's been playing very well, and he just – yeah. It, it it wasn't good, and it and it was um, – I, I – to me, it's unexpected. I, I don't know. Uh, like, were you surprised by it? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, especially after what he did yesterday. Yesterday, and 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 I thought that, like, okay, you're playing lift clean in place. He's gonna hit every single fairway, and it's gonna be all good. He just wasn't. He just wasn't <laughs> sharp enough at the south course. He was very bad with the putter, which is not that big of a surprise. But he drove it poorly as well. And if if he starts missing fairways and starts getting him in spots of bother off the tee. The South course is just infinitely harder for him because he doesn't have like that club head speed to, to get it through the rough. So out of position, it just made a bunch of compounding errors. I had a great, uh, my parlay this week was Morikawa, Sungjae, and Homa to finish in the top 20. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think so. I do not think so. Come on, man. He doesn't miss cuts. He was my one and done. And he the last cut he missed, Rick, was uh july the 3m i think and i mean he he did he didn't play well yesterday that was kind of where he lost he shot one over on the south course he played okay today but that was a that was a bummer because he just doesn't he doesn't do that and if and and he's the kind of guy like if he gets to saturday or to the third round whatever day we're on he he's gonna finish in the top 15 like he you just you play enough holes and he will ball strike his way into that top 15, top 20. Finally, before we get to the betting favorites, uh hat tip to Eric Cole. The fifth longest made cut streak on the PGA tour is over. Back-to-back uh, -back rounds of 74. It's not good at the South course. It's definitely not good at the North course. Eric Cole, a tie for 142nd. And finally, a week in which he is not in the mix. <coughs> Excuse me. Hat tip to Will Zalatoris too. Yeah. Didn't he make it? He I think he made it on the three under. Yeah. Yeah. On the number. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was good to see. He made a decent putt on the last hole to, to get into 
uh, to get into Friday, to get into the third round, which I, I think is important for him right now, just to get some reps, to be out there, to make some cuts, to get back in the swing of things. Yeah, Zal Torres, um, 68 to get in, play a little hero ball on the number. Keegan Bradley, 68 to get in, a little hero ball from him. But uh, yeah, let's see the betting favorites, Josh. Let's see what we got. All right, there you go. Co-favorites at the top. Oh, okay. Steve, I don't I don't agree with Jaeger. That's I I agree with you. Um there's way too much golf left for him to be the co-favorite at four to one. Yeah, like if this was Saturday or if this if this was Friday night, okay. Taught me into it, but round two, I, I don't know. Hoygard, Jaeger, co-favorites at four to one. Finau, seven and a half, Xander at ten. Dietry and Pavon at 14, Michael Kim, 18, Cantlay, 25, Hideki, 33, Hideki had an ace today, Hideki got in trouble on 17, just, oh God, Hideki, I thought, I guess he still could make a run at this thing, but I thought he was going to get in at nine or 10 under and really, really have me feeling good about it. What did he, I saw him at eight. What did he finish at? I didn't see the end of his round. Finished at seven under. So he shot a 71, one under. So he made the 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 ace on eight, birdie yep. on nine, bogey on 15, 17. He made a bogey in which he was um his ball was like up against the lip of the bunk. He like couldn't even get like the back of the club on it, basically. Mm. Uh so he makes bogey there. He did make a, a birdie on 18, but 71 when he was kind of staring, I don't know, 69 at least in the face, which would have gotten him in at nine under. Uh, do you like any of the, anybody on here? I think Finau is interesting. Yeah. That that's the only name to me. That's that really, I guess Xander's interesting. Cause he could shoot 64 on Sunday and win or whatever, but Finau has been really good here. He's starting to play. We're, we're starting to see the upward trend. Uh, he's got a good skill set for this golf course. I hate watching him putt. I don't really trust him down the stretch. But I think that when you're talking about him versus Pavon, Dietrich, Jaeger, yeah, give me Fina. I'm so I don't I want to like Hoygaard. I don't like for if he was like six to one, right? I you could you could get me into that, but four to one is it's just a little much. So I think Fina out of the guys on this list uh, is the only one that I really like. Hoygaard was 50 to one before the tournament started. Now he's done okay. four to one. That oh. seems long for him. He's, he's good. He's, he's a good player. I bought, um, so before the Ryder cup last year, uh, I bought a ton of Nikolai Hoygaard, like autographed cards and like stuff like that because they were super cheap. And I was like, you know, what if he becomes a Ryder cup hero? And I can like flip these later. And he was pretty bad at the Ryder Cup. Uh, but then he like immediately won the DP World Tour Championship. Uh, maybe he goes on and wins this thing. I'm like, okay, well, it wasn't exactly how I thought it was gonna go down, but I'll I'll take this. He's 23. I know. Or I, is he 24 now? I don't know, but I own a bunch of I own a bunch of his stuff, Nicolas. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and this was a little bit. He's my he's 22. <laughs> this was a little I mean he's 2 years younger Rick than Ludwig. 
that's kind of crazy. Everybody's on the Ludwig thing, and and I get it. Like Ludwig is great. Skill set is just off the charts. But Nikolai is is, you know, I would say he's not quite there to me with the with the skill set, but winning's a skill too, and he wins, and he's uh he's been he's been very good at the professional level for a while, considering the fact that he's only 22. He's been a pro, a pro for five years. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's very, very good. Wow. Okay. Well, and he's gotten better, right? Like if you look oh, at his, yes, if you look at his numbers over the last, you know, 2020, he was bad. He got a little better in 2021. He got, he got, I guess, a little worse in 2022. But then he really popped up, was awesome in 2023, and so far he's been really good in 2024. So, I just think when you when you can start to build some momentum at that age, that's that's special. That's that's different than what a lot of guys, you know, kind of the the career arc of most guys. Mm. Okay. 36 in the books, 36 more to go. We will be back after round three and after round four to discuss everything else that happens until we get to the finish line. Big thanks to producer Josh does all the hard work behind the scenes. Kyle Porter is available on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. 